it's never going to be perfect and you can learn all day long and you can take notes all day long, but if they're just sitting in a notebook on your desk, like it's never going to result in anything. Hey, hey, I'm Danielle Ryan and this is Adulting 101. Being an adult is stressful and this podcast was specifically designed to help you navigate the crazy world of adulthood. So buckle up and let's get into the episode. I would like to begin today's episode by acknowledging the indigenous peoples of the lands that this episode is being recorded on, in particular the Chippewas of Rama and Wata Mohawk First Nations. While we meet today virtually, wherever you're listening in from in the world, I would like to take a moment to acknowledge the importance of the lands, which we call home, and wish to honor indigenous history and culture and commit to moving forward in the spirit of reconciliation and respect with all First Nation, Métis, and Inuit people. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. Super excited to be here as always. I am bringing this episode to you from Vancouver, British Columbia. So look at me being on my game and ready to go. Oh, can you believe it? I'm actually on time this week. Thank you so much for being here. I am so excited to share with you this week's interview. I actually had this conversation with Lindsay back in August, I believe. And she is just an incredible individual. She is a mom, a multi-six-figure business owner. And can you believe it? We met on TikTok. (laughs) So it used to be back when I started this podcast, for those of you who are new here, that a lot of my guests would trickle in through Instagram. And I would meet them just through, you know, creeping, as people do. And as I've started to dedicate time to TikTok and I've grown my TikTok fairly substantially, it's been incredible to use as a tool to connect with people in a new way. I have a couple more guests coming up in the next few weeks who I also met through the app. And as many of you longtime listeners know, many of my previous guests as of late have also been from TikTok. So while I often talk about the dangers of social media, it is also an incredible place to connect with people who you may not otherwise get the chance to. Lindsay is based in the United States, and it's just, again, a great testament for the power of the internet and how we are able to share our powerful stories with one another, even though we are many, many kilometers or miles, if you're American, away from each other. So I'm not going to get too much into what we talk about. The conversation is quite incredible about change, about motivation, about finding ways to get and stay inspired and about trying new things even when you feel like you have no right to do that thing or you have no idea what you're doing. We've all been there. Lindsay has certainly been there. I've been there and we have an amazing conversation all about it. And as always, it wouldn't be an appropriate introduction if I didn't remind you to take 30 seconds, hop on iTunes, leave this podcast rating or review, and I will be forever indebted to you and your generosity. Without further ado, let's go ahead and hop right into the episode. Okay. Hi, Lindsay. I want to thank you so much for coming on here. I'm so excited to have you here today. Would you mind introducing yourself to the audience? Yeah. Hi. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. My name is Lindsay Darnell. I am a mom of three wild little children. I am an entrepreneur. Um, I own a small business, product-based business, as well as share all of my business tips on social media. And I also am a small business coach teaching women how to grow their businesses through social media. Incredible. So how did you get started with that? I'm sure being a mom keeps you busy. So I would love to hear the story about that. 
So it actually all started by being a mom, to be honest. I have my first two kids are only a year apart and I had a son first and then I got surprised pregnant with my daughter. And when I was pregnant with her, I was working as a real estate agent and talking to my husband and getting prepared to have two under two. I was like, I don't know how I can keep up this schedule and also be a mom. And, you know, I have all these other dreams and things that I want to do. I want to start a business. I want to grow, but I'm about to have two babies. And my husband was super supportive and he's like, well, whatever it is that you want to do, let's make it happen. And I had this idea for a baby bow subscription company and it fit so perfectly with having a little girl. I started crafting my own bows and I was like, I think I can make a business out of this. And as soon as she was born, I kind of jumped into it. And when she was three months old, I launched my company, which looking back was so insane, (laughs) but it actually changed everything for me. And now I've had my business for four years while raising my kids and doing all of that helped me learn how to navigate motherhood and entrepreneurship and chasing your dreams while raising kids. And it just turned into this next business for me of teaching other women how to do so. So it all kind of stemmed from having her and from becoming a mom, but it was also crazy at the same time. Yeah, I can 100% appreciate that. I also sort of started my business on a bit of a whim. I was just like, I don't like this job. Let's go start a business. So I can definitely relate to this idea of like, I don't know how it's going to work, but we're going to figure it out. I would love for you to speak a little bit more about that because I'm sure that although you had the support of your husband in that transition, it was probably a bit of a difficult decision to be like, okay, I've created this career in real estate and now I'm just going to go and do a complete 180 into this other thing. So do you have any stories you'd like to share about that experience? Yeah. So I started my career in real estate really out of like a family history of being in real estate. My dad's a real estate broker and I worked for him from the time I was a teenager and I really did love it. But as I you know, kind of grew into myself as an adult. I was like, I just don't know if this is the career for me. Like I'm, I don't get to be creative or I don't know, enjoy my job every day. I mean, I was making money and that was great. Everybody has to do that, you know, but I just didn't feel like I had a real creative outlet and I'm a very creative person. So starting my own business was kind of a way to use that side of me. And I also just wanted the time freedom that I felt come with came with owning your own company, which, you know, there's, there's a lot of time freedom. It's also insanely busy, but it is cool to be able to kind of make your own schedule and create your own future. And I just wanted a limitless type of business that it didn't rely on other people. It didn't rely on the real estate market. Um, So making that transition was scary because I was stepping out of my family history and like what I always thought was going to be my career and what I was actually really good at and into an area that I knew absolutely nothing about. And I'm like here selling like baby products and baby bows. And everybody looked at me like I was crazy. They're like, okay, cool. Are you going to have like this small little tiny thing? Are you going to go to farmer's markets and all that stuff? I was like, yeah, I'm sure in the beginning, but I have like a big dream for this. I want this to be a million dollar company one day. And everybody thought I was crazy, (laughs) but turns out we could get there. And I knew I could, it just was having that little bit of faith in myself to take the leap and have that leap of faith into a whole new kind of scary area. But once I did it, I was really happy that I did. And it's been insanely rewarding and a lot more of a surprisingly stable career than real estate was for me. 
Yeah, that, that I really appreciate you saying that. And especially the points about other people's comments on like what it is you're doing, because I think that even if in our heads, we've convinced ourselves like, okay, this is the change I'm going to make. I'm going to try this new thing. There's always sort of that echoing fear in the back of our head of like, what's everyone else going to say about this though? Like, I know this is the right choice for me because I'm not happy or the current situation that I'm in isn't working for the lifestyle that I'm trying to create. But then to other people, this is going to seem absolutely insane. So how did you convince yourself to sort of get past that and to really stand true in like, this is what I want for me? I feel like I get these comments all the time of people being like, oh, how's your little business going? Or how's your side thing? And when I tell them like, oh, it's incredible. My husband doesn't work anymore. He stays home and I support our family. They are like a little bit shocked. And I think that my dad always told me growing up, this is like something that has run in our family. And he, and we tell this to our kids too. And he always reminds me to teach this to our kids is there's no such thing as can't. If there's something that you feel is scary, that's one thing. It's a challenge, but there's nothing you can't do. You can always overcome it. You just have to look at it as a challenge versus a roadblock. And I really took that to heart with this. And I was like, I'm sure a lot of people are going to tell me I can't do this, or a lot of people are going to underestimate me. And I it just gave me more fuel to prove to them that they were wrong. And even if I didn't, even if people still look at me sometimes and think that my business is small or my dreams are crazy or whatever, I'm just like, okay, cool. Watch me, watch me do this because I can. And even with three kids, I'm going to make it happen. And having that attitude kind of always brings me back to not caring about what other people think so much and just caring about what I want to do with my life and my dreams. And then they can watch in awe. And now some of those people are coming to me asking me for business advice. So it's kind of come full circle and it's been really cool to experience, but you just can't ever let other people's words be the deciding factor in your life. Cause at the end of the day, it, it's not going to affect them, you know? A hundred percent. And I think that really being able to stay rooted in again, why you want this thing or what it is you're trying to create can help you to sort of stay focused and drown out some of that noise. And it's funny, the comments you're making that people say to you, because I just did a TikTok a couple of weeks ago, that was like the like four, three or four stages of having a business. And stage one is always like, oh, like, what are you doing for work these days? And then it's like, oh, how's your cute little business doing? And then finally they come to you and they're like, so actually I have this business idea. Do you mind helping me out with it? And I'm just like, ooh, inside I want to do something, but... <laughs> It's just, it's kind of funny. I think the process, it's like anything in life. If you see someone doing something that's sort of out of the norm, there's always people that are going to have something to say about it. It's like, whether you're doing the good thing, the bad thing, there's going to be comments coming from all end. And so I think when you're sort of on the receiving end of that, it's important to remember that, that like, even if I was still a real estate agent, someone would probably be making a comment about how I'm doing that wrong too. So yeah, I was 18 to 20 years old working in real estate. And I always was the, like the older men that worked in the real estate industry would be like, Oh honey, can I talk to your dad? Cause I worked as a partner with my dad and it was so hard, like getting those comments all the time and people thinking I didn't know what I was doing, but I'd been in the industry since I was a teenager and felt like I did know what I was doing. And it's hard not to let comments like that make you feel self-conscious and kind of give you that imposter syndrome of, well, do I, or am I just winging it and making stuff up as I go? But then 
have people kind of come back later on and start asking you for advice. It's very validating. <laughs> for sure. That's a great word. A great way to put it. I think that it definitely gives you a sense of reassurance. I think that you're on the right trajectory when you're like, okay, I'm actually like, I actually know my stuff enough for people to want to come and like, see me as sort of their mentor or whatever that is. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I would be curious to hear a little bit more about your story of getting started and creating this company, because you said you didn't have any sort of entrepreneurial background. And while the people who listen to this podcast aren't necessarily entrepreneurs, I think it's really interesting and important for them to sort of see how you can take this idea for this dream that you want to create and turn it into something tangible. So if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about that. Yeah. So when I started, I literally knew nothing. And my dad has always entrepreneurial industry, I guess. And I went to him for advice and I was like, well, what do I like, where do I start? I have this idea, but I don't know what to do with it. And he was like, uh, I've never made a business like that. So he's like, honestly, every business is so different. You just got to figure it out. But he's like, start with a business plan. So I wrote out my business plan and realized that what I was wanting to do was really going to need a marketing outlet where I could reach the masses easily. And for me, that's social media, right? That's the best way that any business right now can reach their entire, the entire world. And, but then I'm like, I don't know anything. I have an Instagram, but I have like five followers and I have a Facebook, but like my grandma is the only one that looks at my stuff. So I just decided to kind of take the bull by the horns and was that how you say it? <laughs> and really so. jump in and figure it out for myself. And I started YouTubing everything. I think it's Rachel Hollis at the time I was like really obsessed with like her podcast and stuff. And she said, I learned everything I know on Google. And I was like, well, that is true. Everything that you need to know is kind of at your fingertips nowadays. So I jumped in and I paid for a Facebook advertising course by another um, a mom that was teaching other women how to use Facebook ads. And I dove into YouTube. Honestly, there's so much good information on YouTube. And podcasts and just did a ton of research on how to use social media marketing and how to grow my following in order to sell my product. And it worked. Like When it all came together, I was like, oh my God, our first month we sold completely out. And I sold out the second month, the third month. And I was kind of, it felt like I was watching somebody else do this because I didn't think, I didn't know I could do it. And I was just kind of winging it. But I took the time really to just teach myself what I needed to know. And that's, an, you know, something that I always try to do because I went to college, I did all these things, but not for business. I went for child, early childhood development, but I think that really taught me how to self-teach and how to learn anything I wanted to learn. And so when it came to business, that's exactly what I kind of dove in and did was find the resources, wrote it all down. I had a notebook that was just exploding with random notes and then tried to kind of piece it together and make a plan for myself. And it worked. And even I was a little shocked. <laughs> I think the execution piece is huge in that too, because so many of us will listen to the podcast and watch the YouTube videos and do all that kind of stuff. But then we don't actually ever get around to executing on the things that we're learning or taking action in that direction. So um, I'm sure there's a lot to be said about learning how learning is one thing, but actually doing it and implementing it and then seeing the results is another, because I think also that success that you see then fuels you to want to continue to pursue that thing that you're creating. Right. 
that's one of the things that I tell people all the time is like, just start because it's never going to be perfect and you can learn all day long and you can take notes all day long. But if they're just sitting in a notebook on your desk, like it's never going to result in anything growing. So yes, take the time to learn, but then you kind of have to just throw yourself in and start applying things. And as you go, you'll see what works and what doesn't. And it's kind of like that with anything in life, right? Like you may want to renovate a house, but you know nothing about renovations. Well, heck, YouTube that and jump in and just try to do a project. And if it doesn't work, then you YouTube something else and try again. But if you don't ever try, you're never going to learn how to do it, you know? Exactly. And exactly like you're saying, like getting started is the first step. It's funny because I was just having this conversation the other day saying like, telling my fiance, we should start a property management company because we live in like a fairly affluent area. I'm like, yo, we could make a lot of money doing this. And he was like, I don't know how to do anything. I was like, we can just YouTube it. We'll figure it out. Like, I don't know. I'm not a handyman, but I'm sure YouTube knows how to do it. Like, <laughs> Yeah. My husband is, a, um, he was a general contractor when we lived in California and he had really good basic knowledge and he was learning from somebody that knew all kinds of stuff but he was working as a handyman for a long time and if he didn't know how to do something I'd literally find him at night on YouTube figuring it out and that's he now has all these incredible skills and is the one that's renovating our home and it's all because he was just figuring it out as he goes and you have some basic knowledge but then you take that and kind of run with it and there's really no excuse to not learn these things now because everything is online and it's free to access, which is for sure. Yeah. And it compounds over time too. I was having this conversation on my Instagram stories last week, this idea of people that we perceive as the experts that we look to for advice and whatever. I'm like, those people are just making it up too. They started from a place where they didn't know anything. They just started. And like, I say that to my clients, like I'll roll up to a million dollar home to offer a yoga class. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? Why did they hire me? But it's like, okay, okay, let's just deep breaths. We'll teach the yoga class and it's going to be fine. But those thoughts are experienced by everyone, whether you're super successful or you're not, but the difference between the people who haven't gotten started yet. And those people who have that perceived success is that they took the action to figure it out along the way. So I think that that's so, so important. That's very, very true. And I struggle with that all the time because I, I constantly am telling my husband, like I'm teaching other people how to use social media to grow their business. But like, what if I don't know what I'm doing? And he's like, Lindsay, you know what you're doing. You have a million dollar company. Like you've grown this company. And in four years, you made it happen through social media. You know what you're doing. And I'm like, sometimes you just get that like imposter syndrome is so real. And even in those moments, I have to kind of take a step back and be like, okay, some of these things that I, to me now have become common knowledge, most people don't know who are just starting. And everybody has a really unique set of skills and a really unique set of experiences. And so I feel like anybody, everybody knows something that you don't. And it's cool to kind of see everybody's different perspective, perspectives on things. So even as a small business coach, I'm constantly watching other small business coaches and other entrepreneurs and seeing what they're doing with their businesses and how they're growing and what they're using. Because I may know a lot about Facebook or Instagram, but I don't know enough about Pinterest or things like that. There's always something to learn and you got to like get out of your own head sometimes and be like, okay, I do know what I'm doing, but I always can grow also. 
And do you have any specific tools or advice that you use when you find yourself in that position of like, do I know what I'm doing? What's happening? (laughs) Yeah. So I've been asked that before. And honestly, like the best thing that I have to do for myself is to sit back and give myself some like positive affirmation. It sounds silly, but I'll sit down and write, write out like my successes and be like, okay, I did this and remind myself, like, I am good. I do know what I'm doing. I am smart and I am successful and I can teach this to other people. Um, but it's, I think everybody has that self-doubt sometimes and you just have to sit back and remind yourself, like how far you've come. Like I just turned 30 on Saturday. So two days ago and my husband the night before was like, Oh, so did you accomplish everything you wanted to? Like, do you feel like an adult? And I was like, no, not really. (laughs) So like, am I an adult? I don't know. I get really excited about things like a new toilet. So maybe that makes me an adult. (laughs) But then I sat back and took a look and I was like, yeah, everything that I'm doing now is everything that I dreamt about 10 years ago. Like if my 19 year old self could see my 30 year old self, she'd be really proud, envious, excited like that. I would be my goal self in the future. And so you do have to take your step back sometimes and remind yourself how far you've come and how much you've learned because it's so easy to just keep looking ahead and kind of forget how much you do know and have learned over time. Yeah, I 100% agree. And that's something that I work through with a lot of my clients as well is getting them to make that list of like, these are all the great things I've done because like you said, it's so easy to get caught up in, okay, well, what am I working towards now? What's coming next? that we forget to even just stop for a minute and celebrate the things that we've done along the way. So I really appreciate you saying that. Um, I would be curious to hear about any sort of challenges or hardships that you've faced in the process. I'm sure it hasn't always just been like, well, I learned social media and now I run a successful business. Everything's great every day. So if you wouldn't mind sharing some of, some of the maybe not so great sides would be helpful as well. Yeah, I think a lot of people like look at other business owners that have grown quickly and they're like, wow, it just looks so easy for them. And it is not, it has been the most challenging road to be honest. I've spent many nights in tears. Like, I don't know if I can do this. Where do I go from here? And yeah, so some of my biggest challenges as well, I had a lot of life challenges during this time as well as business challenges. So life challenges, I now have three kids. So I've had, was raising two under two. And then I just had my third baby seven months ago. And that brings a whole set of challenges of just figuring out how to balance being a mom, being a business owner, being a wife, taking care of myself and like still being a person on top of all of that. Um, I struggled with postpartum depression and anxiety, which also made it really hard to focus on business. And it's, that's been some of my biggest challenges, like in my personal life. Well, at the same time, we were going through 2020 and algorithm changes on our social media and, you know, everything kind of changing in the social media advertising world and going from a lot more like uh, photos to video content and learning how to navigate that. Um, So I think part of the biggest thing of learning how to be successful, both in motherhood and in business was number one, always remembering to put my mental health first. And I can't be a business owner. I can't be a boss. I can't be a mom unless I'm in a good mental state. Um, And then also just always being willing to pivot because life changes all around you constantly. And if you aren't learning how to pivot with the times and 
learn this new algorithm or start making video content or, you know, adjust and move as you go, you kind of get stuck and don't make any forward progress. So it's hard to, to change constantly, but because you're so used to doing things one way and then over time the world around you changes and you have to completely do a 180. But that's been the biggest way that I've had to learn to overcome my challenges is just to take a step back and be like, okay, here I'm stuck. I'm, this isn't working. How do I completely change and pivot and learn something new to get to the next step? And that's been my like main tool. Anytime I feel stuck, I have to go maybe go work in a different place for the day or go do something different than I usually do and kind of brainstorm like how can I change what I'm doing to start moving forward again. Great. And I think that also being okay with letting go of the pieces that aren't working is a huge component of that too, because it can be really scary of thinking like, okay, well, we've always done this this way and it always worked and now it's not working. Like, what do you mean now I have to like start making video content and I can't just fill my Instagram feed with photos. Like, I don't want to do that. (laughs) Uh, That's been, oh, it's been such a challenge. And I, I even like last week was struggling with this because my business I've grown mainly through like Facebook marketing and that's changed so much in 2020 and 2021. And we are having to learn to pivot and just use Instagram reels and TikTok and all this video content. And it's, it's a challenge, but it's like, I love challenges. If I, it's like a, like a math problem to me, like I got to solve this and figure out how to do it. And so I just look at it as something fun and new to try. And if you fail and fall flat on your face then you try something different. (laughs) I love that so much. That's such an invaluable perspective to have. I think, um, I'd be curious to hear what advice you have for someone who is sort of in this position that you were five years ago thinking like, okay, I have this dream, whether it's a business, some sort of passion project that I'd like to pursue, but I'm just not sure how to get started, or I'm just not sure if it's a feasible idea. What would you say to that person? I would say number one, take a week and plan, take a week and write down your business plan, write down your ideas, see, study what other people who are in that industry are doing kind of give yourself a solid foundation to stand on, but don't spend more than that week getting through that. Once you hit the end of that week, tell yourself, okay, now I start. If starting is just starting your Instagram account and doing your first post, just jump in and do it and start getting your toes wet because you will never get there if you don't just start. And I always, so people are always so concerned about having this perfect beautiful content online. And I constantly am telling my clients like post the imperfect stuff because it's better to have something out there that may be imperfect and to learn from that and keep growing than to not ever start. And it's never going to be perfect. And to be honest, some of my most imperfect content has been my best content that performed the best because people want to be related to and see that you're a real person. So if it's hard to get started. It's scary, but sometimes you just have to like dip your toes in and then dive in full force because you got just got to get started. And that's the hardest part and the scariest part, but it's always, always, always worth it. I swear. (laughs) 100%. And I absolutely agree with you. I think that the longer we wait on an idea or we sit on an idea, the more reasons we come up with to talk ourselves out of it. So it's so, so important to just like go. And I also really can agree with this whole like 
I literally just recorded a TikTok this morning. It took me like a minute to put together and then it got like 5,000 views in the first hour. And I was just like, this is stupid. When I spend like an hour putting this video together, like 200 people see it. I don't understand. So I, I will spend so much time like writing out this beautiful content and this great business advice. And then my best performing TikTok was one that took me three seconds to record. It has literally no business advice in it, but it, it is like business focused. And it has brought me so many followers that are small business owners. And it was the piece that I was just like, oh, this looks fun. I'll just throw this one out there. Like, Hail Mary, I need some content for today. And it's, it has over 250,000 views. And I'm like, yeah, I don't get it. Algorithm. I hate you. <laughs> I feel like TikTok, especially they can tell when you're trying too hard and they're like, no, that's not going to work. Sorry. <laughs> we need you to get a little bit more blurry. So I can't really see your facial features that well. <laughs> I had one where I showed a screen, a screen recording of an old phone that I use just for like the internet and the screen is cracked. And that video did so well because the screen was cracked. People started commenting and it totally boosted me in the algorithm. And I was like, wow, here I am feeling messy. And this is like some of my best content. I don't know. <laughs> but people want to see that. Like you said, they want to see that you aren't like sitting in your office, you know, running your business so professional. It's like, oh, she's just like me because that creates that relatability factor, right? So I think people have seen so much perfectly curated content over so long that they're just sick of it and they want to see real people. And that's one of the things that I think has made my bow company so successful is that we keep it real on our social media. Yes, we have beautiful images of our bows and our product and featuring that, but also we share a lot of like the hardships of motherhood, the imperfect moments. We've built a community of moms that really rally around and support my business because they are part of a community and it's something bigger than just a product. And that's also what I always tell any of my business clients is, and in, in regular life, you know, if you're just creating content about whatever your life is and you're sharing the real side of it, you will find community there. And that is hugely important. Everybody needs a community in business or in regular personal life. Like finding other people you relate to is important and the internet makes it so easy now, as long as you're willing to be honest and real about stuff. 100%. I love that so much. So speaking of community, where on the internet can people connect with you? Oh yeah. So all of my socials are at Lindsay Darnell and my last name is spelled D-A-R-N-E-L-L-E. -L -L -E. Everybody always forgets the last two letters. Um, but yeah, you can find me really easily at Lindsay Darnell on TikTok, Instagram. Um, and then my company is Olivia's Bow Club. And it's the same thing, just at Olivia's Bow Club on any social platform. Amazing. So I will link all of that in the show notes of this episode. I want to thank you so much for coming on here and chatting. I appreciate your time so, so much. And I think that this was a great conversation. I'm really excited. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to get to do this. And I made it through without any toddlers barging in on me. So A plus. <laughs> it's a win. All right. I will talk to you again so, so soon, Lindsay. All right. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to hit that subscribe button so that you get notified when new episodes go live. Make sure to rate and review this podcast and be sure to share it with your friends. I'll talk with you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. Love you so much.